Consumers want to see you build a solid track record of serving people like them before they trust that you really care about them. How long that needs to be varies for each consumer, but know that for each day, each week, each month, and year that you show yourself consistent in your commitment to them, the closer they will get in establishing a commitment to you. Welcome to Inclusion and Marketing, a show that's all about helping you uncover the skills and insights you need to win the attention, adoration, and loyalty of more consumers, especially those with differences that are often ignored by brands. I'm your host, Sonia Thompson, an inclusive brand coach, strategist, and someone with a lot of differences. Let's get to it. Okay, I've got another podcast recommendation for you. It's The Product Boss, hosted by Jacqueline Snyder, brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Now, in this show, Jacqueline helps you take your physical product sales and strategy to the next level so you can create your dream life. Now, Jonathan and I often toy around with the idea of selling some type of physical product. And while the idea of doing that seems super dreamy, I know there's a whole lot of details and nuts and bolts involved with being able to do that well. So I know when it's time for us to get closer to thinking about that idea, I know I'm going to get a ton of insights and information from Jacqueline on the Product Boss podcast. And I've listened to a few episodes already and the advice is beneficial even if you're not selling a product-based business. Go and listen to the Product Boss wherever you get your podcasts. More brands than ever are engaging in inclusive marketing, and increasingly, consumers are starting to take notice. And while it is a good thing that marketers are making more of an effort to serve a broader range of people, consumers from underrepresented and underserved communities aren't just automatically flocking to those brands. They aren't desperate and waiting for brands who've long ignored them to finally throw some attention their way. Marginalized consumers want brands to prove that they are worthy of their attention and their dollars. Consumers from underrepresented and underserved communities are often more loyal to the brands who take the time to serve them in a way that makes them feel like they belong. They'll often pay more, go out of their way to get and support the product, and will spread the word to their friends and family about the brands that are doing right by them. But belonging isn't just something that happens just because a brand decides to make their photography more diverse. Diverse consumers, the people who care about them, as well as others who value inclusion overall, want brands to do more than just focus marketing efforts on their communities. Diverse consumers have higher expectations of the brands that are working to win their attention and get them to swipe their credit cards. So here are five expectations diverse consumers have of brands that want to earn their loyalty. First up is they want brands to uplift their community. Last year, Code Word Agency commissioned a survey to find out how people felt about brand campaigns for Hispanic Heritage Month. One of the questions they asked Hispanic identifying respondents specifically was what brands could do to mark Hispanic Heritage Month. 
the most popular answer was investing in Hispanic communities. Arturo Gutierrez, Senior Vice President of Strategy at CodeWord, expounded on why these consumers in particular feel like brands need to show up for them and their communities, not just for Hispanic Heritage Month, but all year long. But there is some some sense of, I've invested so much in your brand. I've purchased your product. I've become a brand ambassador. I've talked about it. I've been shopping at your store for 15 years. We have these stated needs and priorities in our community. Mm-hmm. It would be really fantastic if you came through. Now, if you want to learn a little bit more about um, what Arturo had to say and more about the survey in particular, that is from episode 23 of this podcast, How Consumers Want You to Celebrate Heritage Months with Arturo Gutierrez. I will drop a link to it in the show notes so you can access it easily. Now, this insight from the survey from consumers about wanting brands to just invest in their communities, it doesn't just apply to the Latino community. Many within the LGBTQ plus community, for instance, have expressed their disdain for brands that show up only for Pride Month without doing anything to show their support for important issues impacting people within their community. Now, this principle extends beyond cultural awareness celebrations as well. Communities have their needs and concerns all year round, not just during one particular month, week, or day of the year. Consumers from underrepresented communities want to know that brands care about them as a whole person, beyond just the problem that their product helps them solve. The ones who will earn and retain their loyalty will be the ones who don't just focus on marketing and selling to these communities, but uplifting them at the same time. Community support can include funding organizations that fight for causes the communities care about, providing education on important issues, engaging in advocacy, volunteering, and even sponsoring events that bring them joy. The more you spend time with the community and develop a deeper degree of intimacy with them, the easier it will be to know how to uplift them. All right, a second expectation that consumers have of brands engaging in inclusive marketing is that these brands have representative teams. One thing I've heard over and over again from consumers is the importance of not just wanting to have representation in marketing, but on internal teams as well from the brands that are selling to them. In the 2021 State of Representation in Marketing research study that I conducted, I asked respondents what they wish brands knew about representation in marketing. Here's what a few of them had to say. I wish more brands understood that a diverse representation cannot be achieved by only one channel. Showing a mixed-race couple or a gay male couple in a TV ad is not enough. The brand should also incorporate diversity into their hiring their brand principles, as well as their public image. Another person said, it's more than just putting someone on an ad. They need to create products that cater to different people, hire people that are diverse. And yet another person said, I wish they included more types of people in both their campaigns and in their actual companies as senior leaders. The people that you serve need to see themselves or who they aspire to be reflected in the visual imagery your brand puts forth. Part of that visual imagery is what your team looks like. Representation matters. 
In addition, consumers find it much more easy to believe that you truly value diversity, inclusion, and belonging when you demonstrate it by having a diverse and representative team rather than just showcasing diversity in your marketing efforts. And another important reason to have a representative team is that it also helps you do a better job of serving consumers from underrepresented and underserved communities. When your team has similar lived experiences as the people you serve, it equips you with the insights needed to deliver better customer experiences. We'll get to the remaining three expectations consumers have after this short break. Take a big, slow, deep breath in through your nose. One, two, three, four. Now slowly exhale and push that breath and all the stress and tension out of your body. Four, three, two, one. That calm you're feeling right now, that's what you get with HubSpot. They're all in one customer platform and places the chaos of all those random tools you're using now with a single powerful platform for all your teams. Get everyone in the same frequency and boost output. Take care of the tedious stuff with AI powered tools, generate better leads for marketing, close more deals for sales, and earn more five-star reviews for service. So don't hold your breath. Enjoy the zen that HubSpot brings to growing your business. Visit HubSpot.com to learn more today. Okay, the third expectation consumers have of the brands who are engaging in inclusive marketing is longevity. So for many consumers that don't fit cleanly into what is considered to be mainstream, They're a bit jaded when it comes to brands that they feel have snubbed them in the past, but now want to show up for them. I recently chatted with a number of people for a project to gauge their feelings about inclusive marketing. Here's what one person had to say. Mm, I guess so, but now it's just starting to feel like gimmicky Um, because it's like y'all not cared so long to be to you know, represent different bodies, different people. And then now all of a sudden we are. So now I'm supposed to feel like, oh, this product is for me because all of a sudden I see someone who looks like me. Like, I don't know. It's like, I can kind of see through it. And so maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But yeah, it's like, I'm sure it could at some point. I'm trying to think of an example. It's like, So do you feel like, is it more important or more impactful if the brand is doing it over time versus like they're recently started? Hmm. I guess really if it was a brand that always was, right? If you're, yeah, then I'd have more respect for that and like be more inclined to continue to work with them. Like I'm thinking of a brand, Old Navy. They've, I don't know if they've always promoted that they were diverse, but I know they've always had all types of sizes. Like before they even, you know, that was something that they marketed, but I feel them now kind of marketing it more. But it's like they always were doing that. It was always, you know, a place that I didn't feel weird about getting clothes because I knew they have like sizes for me. So, yeah. FYI, in February, I'll be releasing a series of special podcast episodes where you'll hear directly from consumers just like this about their lived experiences and points of view on inclusive marketing and being Black in the workplace. It's all part of a Black History Month series I'm putting together. The insights are super powerful. It's like super powerful and applicable for underrepresented and underserved communities. 
beyond just Black people. So be on the lookout for those episodes. If you have a diverse consumer base or diverse team or want to have a diverse consumer base or have a diverse team, absolutely, you need to tune into this. So stay tuned. (laughs) All right, let's get back to this expectation. Consumers want to see you build a solid track record of serving people like them before they trust that you really care about them. How long that needs to be varies for each consumer, but know that for each day, each week, each month, and year that you show yourself consistent in your commitment to them, the closer they will get in establishing a commitment to you. A fourth expectation that consumers have of brands engaging inclusive marketing is to have a more accurate narrative. Now, many consumers who are part of marginalized communities have endured for too long a narrative about themselves that doesn't correspond to what they know and feel about themselves. For instance, many Black women are accustomed to a harmful narrative that they don't fit the standard of beauty or that they aren't desirable as romantic partners by people of other races. To combat these negative narratives that flow from negative stereotypes, Brands should first invest in the cultural intelligence to know these negative narratives exist and then actively work to combat them in their marketing. Changing harmful narratives doesn't always have to be blatant. They can be combated simply through casting, visual imagery, and storylines that showcase a different, more accurate portrayal of the communities you want to serve. Over the holidays, I saw a commercial from Publix, a popular grocery store chain in the southern part of the U.S., In it, it showcased a family preparing for a holiday dinner, and it was a black wife with a natural hair, mind you. It was great to see that because you don't often see black women with natural hair in commercials and marketing campaigns. That's another topic. And this black woman had a white husband. Nothing about their interaction was out of the ordinary, but that simple image of seeing an interracial couple where the woman was black, she was brown skin, and she had natural hair. they hit the trifecta there, sent a powerful message that contributed to changing the narrative about Black women for the better. And the fifth expectation that consumers will have of brands engaging in inclusive marketing is for them to not deliver a subpar customer experience. Now, because so few brands serve people from underrepresented and underserved communities in the past, They often had few options available to them to get their needs met. And often enough, those limited options were less than ideal. As someone who follows a gluten-free diet for health reasons, I can't tell you how many times I've been to a restaurant and there were extremely, extremely limited options on the menu for anyone who is, you know, quote-unquote gluten-sensitive. That's how they write it. In most instances, they were probably one of the least desirable options on the menu or, and, or, you'd have to pay more to make a menu item work for those who need or desire their dish to be gluten-free. Or the taste of the gluten-free dish leaves a whole heck of a lot to be desired. Mm. But as more brands start to turn their attention to consumers from these communities, they're starting to see that it is possible for brands to serve their needs and serve them well. They see that they don't have to accept lesser customer experiences while often paying more for them. 
So sticking with that example, as more restaurants start catering to gluten-free customers with extensive menu options that are delicious rather than laughable, those are the restaurants me and my crew go to over and over and over again. And whenever I say my crew, that doesn't just mean me and gluten-free people. That means me and non-gluten-free people as well. So there's a spillover effect of customers that you will gain whenever you cater to niche consumers. More about that in another episode. As you work to engage consumers from these communities, take the time to plan out an experience that makes them feel like you designed it with them in mind rather than an afterthought. People can clearly tell the difference. Inclusive marketing is the future of marketing. And as consumers continue to recognize and exercise their power, they want to use it to ensure the brands they support meet their expectations. Make sure your brand hits the mark. That's it for today's episode. If you like this show, I'd so appreciate it if you share it with a friend or a colleague and leave a rating and review for it in your podcast player of choice. It really does go a long way to helping more people discover the show. If you'd like to go deeper with your education on building an inclusive brand with an option to have me support you directly in the process, check out my program, Inclusive Brand Academy. Get more details at inclusivebrandacademy.com. Until next time, remember, everyone deserves to have a place where they belong. Let's use our individual and our collective power to ensure more people feel like they do. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you soon.